Hello and welcome to Connect FCS Ed, where we talk about family and consumer science education. This podcast is geared towards recruiting, maintaining, and supporting all FCS educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I am here to help boldly celebrate with you families and careers. Hi and welcome back. I am your host, Barbara Scully with Connect FCS Ed. Today I have an amazing colleague, Andrew Chamberlain, with me, and he is here to share his story. Hi, Barb. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today. So I wanted to just start off the conversation of tell me about yourself. Where are you from and what is it that you do? Yeah, of course. So I'm a family consumer science teacher and I teach at Bothell High School in Bothell, Washington. And this is my fifth year teaching altogether. I used to teach in Seattle Public Schools beforehand, but then this year transferred over, really loving my new job. And I, this is actually the same high school that I graduated from. Oh, neat. So it's a very fun but weird connection <laughs> to be working with the teachers I had for high school. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Now, we were talking a little bit earlier before this, the show started in that you are also a president? President, yeah. Yes. Weird enough. But yeah, so I'm president of a group called Washington Affiliate of Family and Consumer Sciences, meaning that we're part of a national organization, AAFCS. I am the president of the Washington Affiliate of Family and Consumer Sciences, and every state in the nation has their own affiliation with the national organization. Okay. And so this just, or we are just an organization that kind of represents the national level here in Washington state. And we deal with everyone in the FCS profession. So whether they are teachers or if they're in the field of whether it's extension agents or working in industries, we try to touch base on as many people with FCS connections as possible. Oh, wow. That's a very broad scope. (laughs) Yes. So we try to keep it broad just to make sure that everyone feels welcome and inclusive. And at the time where we are right now, where so many people may not know what FCS is, or they're doing work in FCS education or FCS field, but they might not realize that they are doing it. And so trying to open up those doors and pathways to let people know, hey, FCS is here, and we're here in Washington State with professionals all over the state. Yeah. So how is it that you're advocating for that? Yeah. So... Working with our sister organization, which is the Educators Board for Washington State, we are having a good partnership where we host a annual conference every year together. That's mm-hmm. usually in October. Okay. And with that, we try to include sessions for both educators and professionals alike to come meet and commingle with each other for three days. And it's a good opportunity of networking with everyone. But also, I go to the local universities here in the state and talk to the student units of our schools there. Oh, wow, that's huge. And are you, gosh, with the university affiliates, what is it that you are, I guess, how are you approaching them? Yeah, so the student unit is a group that's also part of our Washington affiliate of FCS. They're just at the collegiate level only. And for them, what they do is once a year they host a conference or really a one-day conference 
just to meet up with each other since there are all three universities scattered across the state. Mm-hmm. You meet up in one location. They have a day where they get to know each other, talk about FCS and what they're doing at their universities, but also what they can expect once they graduate college and move on out into the real working world. Yeah. So at the collegiate level, I guess, how did you even start getting into that? Into talking with the groups? Yeah. Yeah. What I did is the past president now of the Washington Affiliate Group, we were asked to be invited to go speak with the student unit at one of their conferences about three years back, I want to say, and really just to talk about what AAFCS is and what the organization does and what a professional organization can do for you as a teacher or educator or professional in the field. And just kind of shed some more light on, hey, there's resources out there for you. Exactly. So... Are you feeling like the students at the colleges are feeling like they they know where those resources are? I think that they are definitely getting more exposure than, say, when I was a student because I knew of the organizations, but no one ever came to really talk to us that was from Mm -hmm. those organizations. And so by them allowing me to come and talk to them, I'm hoping that just it gives them more exposure. And whether or not it sticks, at least one piece of it sticks with them. And then when they do go off and they're like, oh, hey, my my CT director is asking me for professional development. What can I do? Then this could be a good avenue for them. That would be a great, great resource for all of, you know, educators and non-educators, just Um, knowing where to go. Absolutely. And just knowing that you're not alone Mm -hmm. and which it may seem like that at times. Yeah. Like you at the end of the school day, you're thinking to yourself that you're the only one who does what you do because it's hard. We don't talk to each other as much. Mm -hmm. And but knowing that there are groups out there that you can go to and reach out if you need support with lessons or if you need support with communication and just even venting sometimes (laughs) because we can all do that. We could all do that at the (laughs) end of the day for sure. (laughs) So I guess, why is advocating so important to you? For me personally, I think advocating is really important in the sense that if you don't just share your ideas or beliefs or even just share what resources are out there, it's really hard for someone to just pick up and start doing it on their own because you don't even know where to start at times. Mm -hmm. And so by advocating, it gives you that starting point for you to go, oh, I can go and I can Google that. Like I can reach more, reach out more to that, or I can email someone and just ask, Hey, can you clarify something? Mm-hmm. So advocating just spreads the word, but also gives a good point of contact for people to reach out and develop more relationships and foster more communication between everyone. I couldn't agree more about fostering communication and yeah. creating those, uh, those relationships yeah. with your experience. What, or have you come across any myths that you're constantly debunking? Ooh, any myths. That's a fun one. Um, <laughs> I mean, besides the fact that FCS is gone or that home economics yeah. is still our thing. And no, we've changed our name to family consumer science. That's a big myth. But also that there's not as many of us 
sometimes a lot of people say like, oh, family consumer science, like that's not a very big field Mm -hmm. to go into when really there's a lot of schools out there that have it. And maybe we are singletons where we only teach, one of us teaches FCS in our building, but there's other people out there around. And so I think a big myth is that you're by yourself and really you have connections. It's just, it's hard to find the time to make those, make those connections to outreach to people. Now in your high school, are you a singleton or do you work with a team? No, I'm really fortunate. I work with a team. We have four family consumer science oh, wow. teachers. So that's huge. Yes, it's, it's incredible. So <laughs> at that sense, I'm really, really lucky. And other people in our district, some have two, some are one. So it just kind of depends on how we can communicate with each other. And we do our best to communicate with the other schools Mm -hmm. as well. So that way those teachers don't feel totally lost and just fading into the background. Yeah. But I know some people, some of my friends and colleagues, well, not colleagues, but some of my friends, Mm -hmm. they are teachers where they're the only FCS teacher in their building. And so making the connections with either people they went to college with or people they found at conference or something just to remind them, oh, I can talk to this person if need be. Yeah. Now, you also worked in a previous district and were you a singleton there or did you have teammates? Yeah. So in my previous district, Seattle school district is pretty big. Mm -hmm. So in my high school, we had two or three FCS teachers in total, including myself. And but each of us taught very different classes. So I was mainly foods focused and we had a interior design fashion merchandising teacher. We had an AP psychology and psychology teacher. So all of us being that we're family consumer science that worked, but at the same time, we all taught very different things. Yeah. And so at times you could feel like a singleton, even if you're working with a large group like that, because you may be the only one doing a certain specific type of class. Yeah, I can, I can relate with you on that because my first year I taught five preps. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wasn't a singleton by any means because I had one other colleague that is FCS, but she was completely culinary. Okay. So, and she was downstairs and I was upstairs where I taught, you know, the five, five preps in in a day. So my mind was constantly jumping all of the time. So that was hard. So I can relate to the fact that you are, you're connected with people, Mm -hmm. but you're also so isolated. Well, yeah. And you brought up that point of being in different locations. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people, when they're working with other colleagues in their department, they're not even next to each other in rooms. Mm -hmm. And so you may have other people in your department, but you don't ever see them. Yeah. Because when do you have time to go down and visit besides before or after school? (laughs) I know. (laughs) And everybody is racing for the door. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And then meetings after school. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, and they can't get there before school, heaven forbid. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, can't do that. No, no, we, we need to get our coffee. <laughs> exactly, we need to wake up, exactly. we need to get the crusties out of our eyes, and then we'll be shiny for the kids. <laughs> exactly, oh my goodness. Well, a couple more questions. So what resources and support is available through AFCS? 
Yeah. So with our organization specifically, we have on the national website a bunch of free webinars Mm -hmm. that you can view if you are not a member of our organization. And those webinars range from a variety of different topics of just first of all, talking about what is family consumer science. That's a really good webinar to look at if you're trying to explain to a CT director, hey, my job's important. See this. And you can, I mean, reference the webinar on that aspect or also for yourself, just get a refresher of what family consumer science Mm -hmm. is or can be. There's also stuff that is specific to different lessons. So if you're talking about nutrition labels, for example, there's a webinar on there that you can look at. If you're a paid member, then there's a whole bunch of different other webinars that you can do. All of it is stuff that you can either view in 10 minutes or an hour, depending on your own time. And it's just good resources to have as oh, if I need to reference this to a lesson plan or if someone is asking for a specific thing, you can look into that itself. Mm -hmm. There's also discussion boards too. So you can talk with people across the nation if you have any questions or maybe there's a specific class you teach and you're just really stuck on trying to find a good lesson for that unit. You can go on those discussion boards and post on there and get people from not just Washington state, but everywhere around. Oh, that's really neat. I'm a, oh gosh, I'm a a member to the AAFCS association. Yes. And it sounds very similar where the discussion boards and the webinars. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So a, yeah. AAFCS, that is where all that stuff takes place there Mm -hmm. on that website. So you can do that if you want to. And it totally depends on how much you want to go into it, too. Exactly. So if you want to take away just the webinars, great. If you want to just have it as a form of discussion, awesome. I mean, it's really just however much time you want to put into making those resources happen. Yeah. Well, can. that's like it with anything. You know, Absolutely. However much you put into it, that's how much you're going to get out. Right. Yeah. And if we say that to our students, then... <laughs> Another question I have is, what unique skill set or superpower do you have that has made you be successful? Oh, man. So, let's see. For me, personally, I really value making connections with students. I am not a type of teacher who lectures. I don't value lecturing in a 50-minute class period. I personally value more making the connections with hands-on learning with students, so talking about something that is outside of school, but really it's meaningful for them. And just being a listening, being an ear for them just to talk away at, at times. So that I guess would be my superpower. You're relational. I love, yeah, I love making relationships with students and just being there as a resource for them, especially when they move off into life after high school, Mm -hmm. them reaching out to you again, you're like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. (laughs) I've done something right. Yes. Or I've made an impact or something. (laughs) Yeah. And at times it can be where you're like, okay, you're sharing a little too much, but definitely just being there for students and being sociable with them and being reasonable and real with them too. Yeah. I can't emphasize, you know, the realities enough because that is 
you know, that's the best part to family consumer science. Mm -hmm. You know, we're able to make those connections with students and bring them into our classrooms to make them feel warm and welcomed and always invited. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Safe classroom environment. That was like something I taught or was taught in college. And I don't know why it just stuck in my mind. And every time like I go into a classroom, I'm like safe classroom environment. It just it sticks with me. So it it does. And you also can walk into other teachers classrooms and get the vibe. Oh, yes. (laughs) This is where it's a safe place or it's like, okay, there are structures and there are policies in place where this is a complete learning environment. Yeah. Or it's just, it's an environment where you know that your time here is going to be spent totally researching or being lectured at or Mm -hmm. whatnot. And so. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. So what best tip do you have for someone who is possibly struggling? Ooh, good tips. Well, the biggest, so I guess the biggest tip I would have is try and do as many professional developments as you can, or at least just attend a conference, whether it's a summer conference or annual conference, try and do some sort of professional development with a family consumer science here in the state by doing that it can be really intimidating at first but you get to meet close to 300 other fcs educators or professionals here and so by having those connections already it could be such a relief for a lot of people to know like oh i'm not alone I can go and talk to other people or I can shoot them an email if I need something or they can share their Google Docs. Or another tip, sorry, just came no, to my head, is please. family consumer science teachers, We a lot of us always say, don't reinvent the wheel, just contact. Mm-hmm. If you reach out, so many educators and professionals are willing to give their stuff away for free. Absolutely. Yes, you can buy on teacher pay teachers or other websites, mm-hmm. but... Family Consumer Science, I mean, if you reach out and ask me for something, I'll give you my entire unit. Yeah. And, I mean, whether you want to tweak it or not, that's up to you. But if you reach out, so many people are willing to just share what they have because they're proud of it. And Mm -hmm. they know it works for them. And you may try it out. It may not work for you. But at least you have that resource for you. Exactly. I can't emphasize enough. Reach out to people. Mm -hmm. Call people. Text people. Social media. You know, all the hashtags and at symbols and all that, because, again, people will share. We need to share. You know, Mm -hmm. sharing is caring. Absolutely. I'm all about the transparency. So I love that. Yeah. And with Google, I mean, for me personally, I use Google Classroom and I have my Google Drive and all that. So if people want to just be added onto my folders even, so that way you always have access to it, that's a really good connection, too. If you just want that, so that way it's always a resource for you. You don't have to constantly keep going back and checking in. But you can always, if you see something you like, you could just shoot that person an email. Say, hey, I saw that you uploaded this. Can you explain a little bit about it? Mm -hmm. So, Now, is that something that they teach you guys in when you're in college? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Of course not. Of course not. There's so many things they don't teach us in college I don't get me wrong I like I love my education I love what I got from it but there is a lot of things that you just you're thrown into the field and 
you just learn over time. And that sucks because you want everything to be so instant. And But a lot of it is it just takes time. And once you start having those connections, that's where things get to get easier. Yeah. So please, if you're struggling, reach out. Find a mentor. There are so many. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, and if you don't even know where to reach out to, if you just type in Washington Family Consumer Sciences, if you put educators at the end of that, you'll go to our educator page. If you do Washington Affiliate Family Consumer Science or Washington AFCS, you go onto that website. There is tons of lists of members on there that are board members that you can reach out to. And whether they want to be a mentor to you or they can even put you in contact with somewhere closer to your district or even your school. There's definitely ways out there that you can reach. Just got to click that search engine. Oh, we love Google. We love Google so much. <laughs> Mother Google. <laughs> well, oh my gosh, this was such a valuable you know, interview. I can't thank you enough for taking the time and meeting with me and you know, just sharing your wealth of knowledge. It's been fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for doing this podcast. <laughs> you are amazing. You are building these bridges. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. And this relationships is what it's all about. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Thank you for joining me today at Connect FCS Ed. In this podcast, we boldly celebrate families and careers by providing inspiration, support, and resources for teachers, students, and families. If you could do me a quick favor, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. My mission is to get this out in front of as many people as possible to help educate and inform the community that home economics is alive and well. Each week, I will choose one special person to win some Connect FCS Ed swag. So be sure to add your name to the review and I will reach out to you if you're the winner. Thanks again for spending your time with me today. And be sure to visit me at fcspodcast.com for past episodes and more gifts to help spread the word that family and consumer science is today's home economics.